Welcome to episode 485 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I'm sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays. I have two episodes of the show every night, uh, seven nights a week at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exiled Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them, putting them up on the station. And if you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others. And rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Also, I have a Patreon page where I put up uh, shows whenever I can. So far, I just have one there, but hoping to change that uh, as soon as possible. And uh, those shows are available to anyone uh, who signs up for any of the uh, membership tiers there. Also, um, I've written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books. You can check out on Amazon. And if you'd just like to make a one-time donation to the show, you can do that through PayPal or Venmo. And all the links are available in the episode descriptions. And uh, any help is um, appreciated but never expected. But uh, there are expenses in making these shows, uh, from equipment to research materials to um, travel expenses. I will be going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this year, uh, November 4th and 5th. That's a Saturday and Sunday, right after Halloween. And um, that's in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, in uh, at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. And uh, I'll be making recordings of myself and anyone else that wants to join me, just audio recordings, uh, talking about all things paranormal, from thoughts on uh, what all of it is to experiences, and then um, sharing those recordings on shows once I get back home. So that's the plan for that. Uh, and again, that's not too far away, just a little bit over a month as of now. So looking forward to that. Um, I think that takes care of everything. Uh, again, um, I do want to say this first story I'm going to share, you may recognize it from uh, a show I did a little while back because I tried to fit it into the end of a show and it didn't really uh, didn't really fit. So as far as time goes. Um so I'm going to just start with the show tonight with that one. So it may sound familiar to some listeners, and uh, but uh, I'm going to actually go through it and not try to rush through it this time. So this story says, A friend and I went stargazing in a remote mountain town in British Columbia, Canada. We drove about nine miles outside of town and parked on a dark, remote dirt road surrounded by dense forest. It was around 10.30 p.m., and the darkness was intense, making it hard 
for our eyes to adjust. I started setting up my SUV with cozy blankets and pillows while my friend was outside taking videos and pictures of the stars. We had sparklers and they lit them. Suddenly I heard an unidentifiable sound and asked my friend to turn off the music. But my friend mentioned that they had no music on at the time. We both fell silent and listened to a woman's disembodied voice singing a steady melody which sounded close. We heard no footsteps or background music, only clear singing. I felt an extreme sense of panic and quickly jumped to the front seat of the car. My friend was calm but confused and curious. I closed the hatch of the car and turned the vehicle around to shine the bright lights in the direction where we heard the, the singing. However, there was nothing there. We expected to encounter this woman or an animal, but found nothing. Upon reviewing the videos we took, I believe we can see something popping up behind us in the bottom corner. Uh, I felt extremely uneasy, and I am looking for any ideas or explanations for what we experienced. And so that's where that story ends. Uh, the different reactions from the people, that always amazes me. Um, I don't blame the writer there for being nervous about the situation, but it sounds like their friend wasn't quite as freaked out by the whole thing as the writer there was. <laughs> Excuse me. So I wonder if the the writer's friend was able to pick up on more and sort of tell it wasn't anything negative or um, hard to tell. Also, I, I wonder if either of them had, had had any experiences with anything paranormal or, un, or unexplained before that could also play into that. Um, singing from the woods, that's something that pops up every so often. Uh, either voices are singing from the woods and then you try to find the source and you can't find it. Uh, that's, uh, I've heard that before a few times over the years. And, um, I don't know what that is, but, uh, again, it does seem to happen here and there. Uh, I had one a while back. This was an actual sighting along with the singing, but, um, in this other story that I shared in the show a while ago where this, uh, writer, uh, who had this experience, saw this woman in white uh, basically appear in front of them a little ways into the woods and kept following them and, and eventually got to a point where they, um, the woman stopped and started uh, dancing. I, th I guess it wasn't really singing in that case. She was dancing and there was also violin music uh, playing from nowhere, it seemed. And then it all stopped and uh, she vanished but the writer could still sense that they were being watched, almost like someone was waiting to see what they were going to do. And, of course, they they left the area after that happened, which I don't blame them. Uh, so in th those situations make me wonder, why are people being led into those areas? Because 
it's just odd. I mean, thankfully, nothing seems to happen usually. Is it just to get attention? I don't know. But, um, so that's that story. That, that story there reminded me of that other story. Moving on to the next one here. This one says, This happened when I was around 11 years old. I was playing basketball in an old gym with a friend. The gym used to be part of a high school and had been repurposed into a community center. <clears throat> Excuse me. The gym had a lower level with old classrooms and storage areas. And I used to be afraid of that, of the basement. While playing basketball, we suddenly heard what sounded like kids laughing and playing behind the bleachers. The sound seemed to be moving from one uh, from our end of the gym towards the far side, where the staircase access to the lower level was. Curious, my friend and I followed the voices to the side of the gym. Oh, to the far side of the gym. The noise abruptly stopped in front of the stairway access. And everything became extremely silent. We peered through a window down into the stairwell and saw a black human figure. I'm guessing you mean shadow. Silently flailing backward down the stairs into the darkness as if something had pushed or pulled it away. We confirmed that we had seen the same thing. We quickly left the area and reported what we saw, what we had seen to the park uh, park and director park, maybe park director oh parks and rec I'm sorry director there we go who dismissed it without much concern. I am certain that I witnessed something un unexplained that day, and it sounds like it. That's where that story ends, and um. It makes me wonder, of course, was the were the sounds of the kids were those kids either spirits or some kid in some other level of reality, and then was the shadow figure something separate, or was the shadow figure somehow making or replaying the sounds of kids to get the attention of the writer of the the witness and their friend? Um, and that, that part about it being, seeming to be, to fly, almost fly backwards or flail backwards as if being pulled, that's an odd detail. I wonder if it was more that it was just flying in a certain way or moving in a certain way that looked like that, or if it really was being pulled back. And if that's the case, then what was pulling it back? A lot of questions in that one, of course, but, um, I wonder about the sounds of the kids. That could almost, to me, I could see that being residual in a way. But then again, if it was just that, then maybe I would, I would really lean towards that a lot more as probably the answer to that, that or some kind of a time anomaly. But with the apparition of the shadow figure, 
um, that sort of complicates things a little bit there. So, so yeah, sounds like an active area. I wonder what the place is like uh, at night when there's no one else around. So, moving on to the next story. Let's see here. This one says, in 2018, I was working at a national park in Wyoming and went to pick up a friend stuck in a town in Utah, resulting in a long six-and-a-half-hour drive. I brought my girlfriend along for the journey. On the way back to Wyoming, around 1 a.m., we noticed three bright red lights in front of my uh, vehicle, resembling brake lights. The lights consisted of two red lights with a smaller red light directly above them. As we approached the lights, they suddenly vanished. At first, I dismissed it as fatigue since I had been awake for over 20 hours. However, my friend in the back seat and my girlfriend in the front also saw the lights and asked about them. We saw the lights reappear a few more times along the road with the same pattern, brightness and distance. My girlfriend became increasingly frightened and urged me to drive faster. The lights would disappear when we reached the, the location where we had seen them. A similar experience happened to me again about a year later while I was alone in Colorado. I moved to Georgia after that but encountered the same lights during my early morning commute. I am still spooked by these recurring experiences and hope someone else has encountered something similar but many people don't believe or don't believe in or dismiss my story and that's where that ends uh it does sound like there's um multiple sightings there from that one person and um but that that one person the writer there had witnesses the first time so uh that is amazing always when that happens I wonder if it's something about the person that these lights, whatever they are, are being drawn to. I don't know if they're... It is odd because it almost sounds like a possibly some kind of low-flying UFO. If it's that close to where they can see them, it's not like it's up in the sky. Um, but I don't know how to, how else to describe that. Some kind of spirits or orbs that are just able to fly in that, that pattern. But again, for that, the writer to see them in three different locations, uh, where they're at. And it seems to be the same each time. That really is amazing. I wonder what's going on there. And of course I have no idea. So, or as to what they even are. Because there's not like they're seeing a craft or a car. So that one is odd. 
Moving on to the next story here. Uh, I gotta scroll down. Let's see here. Oh, I don't think I rewrote anymore. That's not good. Well, this will be interesting. Okay, so this next story says, My daughter and I were in the kitchen cooking. Both of us heard a clear, soft female voice asking, Mom, where are you? What are you doing? We were both surprised and confirmed with, e with each other that we had heard the voice. We checked if it was my other older daughter, but she was asleep in her room, ruling her out as the source. I've had previous experiences of hearing voices and strange things happening in my home. I found the experience cool and eerie, and I'm still looking for ideas as to what I may have encountered. The voice seemed to come from between my daughter and I, and from behind us. I am interested in hearing the voice again. And sorry for the uh, awkward reading there. Apparently, I forgot to um, rewrite these stories. So they're a little bit, uh, the wording is a little bit off. But uh, that's an amazing experience when you have, again, whenever you have two or more people that have the same experience, to me, that's always amazing because that's confirmation right there immediately that this thing happened. So um, I'm, I'm, I don't doubt it. I wonder, I'm glad that they didn't really feel frightened or, or get totally freaked out by what happened there. Um, and it does sound like the writer uh, is interested in having more experiences. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's an interesting idea for the last story, Travel Guardians. Could be. Uh, from Lily, Lily there in the chat. Yeah, the lights there, the red lights that were moving with the um, the writer. Could be. Um, and especially since they didn't do anything else, they didn't, there was no, it wasn't like a, um, a terrible experience. There was no ill effects. Obviously, the other people that were in the car were a little bit freaked out the first time, but Anyway, um, so yeah, with the story about the voice, I, I wonder, um, again, with that, who, who knows? It's hard to tell with that. So, But um, if it was some previous or future inhabitant of, of the house, that's always possible, I think. And uh, so, yeah, but I'm glad that the two people heard it at the same time. And that it wasn't terribly frightening. That's always the main thing. Uh, and that it wasn't negative. So uh, I, I think places can really easily absorb or, or contain um, memories from people and energy from people over time. And that's how a lot of things happen. A lot of paranormal activity can happen. Even if it's not necessarily a person living in another time, it could just be some again, some energy from them, and that somehow manifests there, because it sounds like it was someone asking for their mother, who obviously wasn't there, so, um, so yeah, I, I wonder about that with that story, it sounds like it was someone else looking for someone else, or at talking, asking for someone else, that the writer and their own daughter 
um, that wasn't there with them, as far as I could tell. So I think we have time for one more story here. And then we'll, um, that'll be it for today. So let's see here. Okay, let's go down a little bit. So this story goes like this. Uh, I was home alone one night and talking on the phone with my best friend who lived far away. I mentioned how much I loved collecting and or finding change, as in coins. Not for the money, but as a pleasant surprise. After the call ended, I didn't think much about it until the next day. When I returned to my room after feeding my cats, I found a line of coins on the bedroom floor, consisting of a nickel, two pennies, and a quarter. At first, I smiled, picked up the coins, and put them in a container for loose change. Later on, I began wondering how the coins could have appeared in a line like that. I already knew that the place was haunted, my home was haunted, but didn't expect such a friendly uh, gesture. After this happened, I continued to find coins around the house. And that's where that story ends. That is amazing. Um, first of all, that shows that someone heard them talking about coins. Second of all, though, who was that someone? And how are they manifesting or getting and then leaving coins in this person's house that in a way I could see, I mean, at least the writer there isn't freaked out by it. That's the main thing. Um, and I don't think anyone should be automatically freaked out or, or assume the worst because if nothing else is happening, then that's not a bad thing. Uh, I wonder if it's some relative of theirs that had passed on that is sort of, um, just trying to make them happy in a way. I can see that happening. Uh, but it is really amazing there that, that after this um, this person said this, this writer said this on a phone call, someone or some force out there was um, just decided, okay, you like change. Here you go. And then just things started to appear. That, that's, again, looking at the physical aspect of that, that means that these coins are coming from somewhere else and then being brought to the location and then left. And again, how is that happening? How are they being moved? Are they? That's always the question when it comes to objects and how they vanish and reappear and or reappear. And how do they do that? Do they go into some other dimension where they're not physical along with whatever is moving them? And then come back into this level of reality? It's It's... Really fascinating to me, uh, trying to figure out how that works. So, but um, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.